Good morning, and welcome to On Target, a radio ministry of Village Bible Church in Hot Springs Village. We are located near the Coronado Center at 100 Ponderosa Way. Our Sunday morning service starts at 9.15 a.m. We hope you will enjoy and benefit from the sermon you will hear this morning. Now sit back and relax as you listen to a message by Senior Pastor Dr. Jason Lancaster. Love is ongoing. More specifically, love is an ongoing payment. You, you never reach a point with someone where you say, you know, I have loved you in full, so I am done loving you. Because sometimes it can be really hard to love people. You say, you know, I just I gave you plenty of love. I'm done. And yet love is an ongoing payment where it must continue. Two weeks ago, I talked to you about a, a book called The Praying Life by one of my favorite authors, Paul Miller. And this morning, I'm gonna share with you some things from his book, A Loving Life. It's the best book I've ever read on love. If you wanna go buy it, I would encourage you. Um, a lot in there that's really encouraging. And he begins by talking about how we have this love-hate relationship with love. He, he once met a man who left his wife because he couldn't stand her demanding spirit and constant criticism. And the man said, he said, hey, I admit, I'm really good at starting to love, but really bad at follow-through. And I wonder if that's, that's some of us. We're good at starting to love, but the follow-through is not so much there. It's because we have a love-hate relationship with love. We like the closeness and, and affection of love, and yet to, to do actually the hard work of follow-through, we're not so good at that. And Miller says, you know why? It's because love is not a state, but love is a journey where we keep loving and persevere in it because that's the way God loves us. Do you believe that God loves you? He loves you so much he sent his son to die for you, to draw you to himself. He loves you. And it's not just a, a one-off deal, death on the cross of Jesus. He's continuing love you. There's a song that's sung in many churches. It's talking about the Father. It says, your love never gives up, and it never fails, and it never runs out, and it goes on and on and on. And that's what I want you to feel today. God's love for you goes on and on and on for you. And out of that, you love. Now, everybody in here needs this truth, but there are some of you who need it more than others because right now, you're having a hard time loving a difficult person. And so, yes, all of us need the truth, but some of you today are really gonna feel it in your gut because you know there's a difficult person that you're having a hard time loving and you need to not just start it, but persevere in it. And that's what we're gonna see today as we go to Romans 13. We're in Romans 13. Uh, we are temporarily skipping verses one through seven. Pastor Jim will be preaching on that sometime over the next month. Um, isn't that great? I gave him those verses on the government. That's gonna be awesome. So you're welcome, Jim. You're welcome. Uh, those verses um, talk about the certain disposition that we should have toward the government. 
with regard to paying our taxes and showing honor where honor is due and respect to the authorities. And just kind of pick it up at the end. If you want to look at verse seven of chapter 13. Verse seven says, render to all what is due them, tax to whom tax is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Basically, you, you pay what you owe to who it is owed. And now he transitions here back to the topic of love, which he began in chapter 12. And he says in verse eight, all right, here we go. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. Now, this is not a detailed statement of paying off your debts as much as it is a statement of fulfilling the ongoing obligation you have to love. You must pay the debt of love because you will never finish paying it in this life. Uh, Paul Miller, he, he has a great statement. He calls it love without an exit strategy. Love without an exit strategy. Now, if you're really good at starting to love but having a hard time following through, then you need to embrace this concept of love without an exit strategy. And, and he explains this, and I, think, I find this so helpful. He says, what you do is you, you bind yourself to the object of your love no matter the response. Now, I don't know about you. I like people to respond positively to the way I'd love them. But how about responding in love to those who are not responding back? So if the object of your love snaps at you, you still love that person. If you've had an argument in which you were slighted or not heard, you refuse to retaliate through silence or withholding your affection. Did you catch that? Anybody did the silent retreatment when they're not loved back? Yeah, you know who you are. Uh, your response of loving the other person is entirely independent of how that person treats you. It's, it's a stubborn kind of love. It, it, this kind of love eliminates moodiness. It eliminates touchiness that's very common among us. And, and it doesn't mean we don't have bad days where we have the cranks or we have the fragile spirit. We're not talking about that. We, we, we just refuse to let how someone else is acting to cancel our love. And love like this, just be honest, it's unbalanced. It's uneven. It's, it's, it's unfair. It's unfair to show more love than the person shows you back. It's, it's so unfair, and it kind of sounds like the way God loves you through Jesus. It's unbalanced. It's uneven. It's unfair. When we're dead in our sins, he reached out in love, and now we are to respond in loving others, difficult people, without an exit strategy. Now, we see that this fulfills the law. Once again, verse, verse eight, it says, for he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. So the one who loves is actually fulfilling and doing the commands of the law. And, and get more specifically, verse nine. For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And if there's any other commandment, it is summed up in the saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. When we show love, we fulfill the law. And when we keep the law, we are showing love. And specifically, this love is fulfilled by not doing harm to another. And if you notice there, one of the ways you don't do harm is you do not commit adultery. You see there? 
Verse nine, you shall not commit adultery. I remember several years ago when a man committed adultery and he said over and over again to justify his adultery that he was so in love with the woman he committed adultery with. And I was just thinking, man, that is such a slam on your wife and kids. So his adultery did harm regardless of what he characterized as love. Because faithfulness within marriage is an expression of its love. And when it gets really hard and you don't feel like you can stay in one another, love presses on without an exit strategy. And love also does no harm to a neighbor. In other areas, you see it in verse nine, once again, it says, you shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. Jesus even classifies anger as murder. So we have ill will toward another that's seeking to do our neighbor wrong. And the same can be said of stealing, coveting, and failing to heed these commands harms others. That's why we have to have a love that does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Now, let's be honest that on this Father's Day, fathers are sometimes very hard to love. Some of you may have had fathers that were impossible to love. But let's also flip it and say, we as fathers also have a really hard time of loving ourselves, yeah, like loving other people, right? Loving our wife, loving our, our kids, loving other people. It's just, it's, I don't know what it is. We just have a really hard time of loving. And that's why I think it's important for men and women too, but men to know how much God loves you. It's uneven. It's unbalanced. You don't act right. And yet he pursues you with his love and Jesus saves you. And even after you're saved, you still don't act right on certain days, right? And yet God continues to pursue you in his love. And now he's calling us, even as fathers, to show a love that's uneven, unbalanced. You may even say, it's just not fair for me to keep loving and not get love back. We are to imitate the love of Christ toward us. And as we continue on, it just, it just keeps on going on about love. Now, look at this. Look at verse 11 and 12. It talks about how this is the age we're living in and it'll be the future. He says, do this, that means love, knowing the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now, salvation is nearer to us than we believed. The night is almost gone and the day is near. So the night is the reality of where we live now. We live in this sin-soaked evil world. And the day is when Jesus comes back in the fullness of salvation. And the exhortation now is to wake up because Jesus is almost here. It says the hour has come for you to wake up from your sleep. Salvation is nearer to us now than when we first put our faith in Christ. He is almost here. And the idea is that we are to keep loving one another knowing where we are going to be with Jesus forever. And we're to keep loving one another, not only because we know the future, but because we live under his reign now. So if you're alive, now is the time to love. But this also tells me some other truth. It tells me that the struggle to love here on this earth has a time limit. Love will last forever, 
but struggling to love other people, that is not going to last forever. Fighting to love someone else, that is not going to last forever. Let's put it in words that are really real, okay? Now is the time to love and be wounded. If you step out to love someone, especially a difficult person, chances are you will be hurt and wounded on this earth. Now, it can make you bail on love altogether, or you can keep pressing in. C.S. Lewis likes to put it like this. He says, there is no safe investment. To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything, and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly broken. Well, who has time for that? Who wants to do that? And yet that's the way our Heavenly Father loves us in Jesus and is calling us to love one another, even to the point where we are hurt and broken. And now he, he finishes up these, um, these great commands to love. Once again, we're not trying to be sentimental at all because I want you to see a connection here that love is hindered by sin and yet love is unleashed through holiness. You may think there's no connection between love and living a holy life, but it, it is really connected. And Paul connects it here and he comments on sin that can hinder it. Look at, look at verse 12 again. Verse 12 says, the night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and jealousy. So since the night is almost over and the day is almost here of the coming of the Lord, it says that we are to put on, look at, look at verse 14, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You see it there? Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Big picture. You were in sin. Christ intervened. Death on the cross, burial, resurrection. You put your faith in Jesus. You're now justified, declared righteous. That means you were clothed in the righteousness of Christ. The Father sees you as perfect. You're accepted by him forever. Now you are to live in the reality of being clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And the way that that is stated in the Bible is this put off, put on language. You put off sin and you put on Jesus. Deeds of light. Deeds of walking in the light, okay? So you, you put off sin and you put on Jesus. It's just like clothes. You put on your clothes and your clothes go with you wherever you go. They stay on you. And the idea is, as you put on Jesus, you wake up where I put Jesus on and Jesus is going to go with me everywhere I go today and I'm going to walk in the light and I'm going to walk in such a way that is obeying his commands. And, and here's the deal. You've got to get this. Put on Jesus so that you can love because you can't love people in your own power. If there is someone so difficult in your life and you're saying, I cannot love this person, you're right. In your own power, you can't. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Put on Jesus by the power of the Spirit, you'll be able to love someone and make no provision for the flesh. And this is where we're going to start moving beyond the sentimentality of love and we're going to get right to the heart of it. What hinders love from us 
is right here in the text where it says, make no provision for the flesh. This is really getting good. So once again, verse 13, let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness. Okay, let's be real, okay. If you get drunk, you're gonna have a hard time loving people. If you're at bars all the time, you're gonna have a hard time loving. It's very clear, right? But here's the flip side. Have any of you ever tried to love someone? They didn't love you back. And in your mind, you felt hurt and broken and you started drinking. Maybe some of you right now are drinking way too much because you have tried to love people in your life. Maybe it's your spouse and they're not loving you back and you turn to alcohol. So we can say alcohol, drinking, getting drunk can keep you from loving, but at the same time you can try to love and it's not, you're not loved back and then you turn to alcohol. So you're thinking, well, what's the alternative? Well, once again, Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Clothe yourself in Christ. Rather than turning to drink, turn to Christ. And I know this is, I know this is for some of you, this is really hard because you, maybe you've developed a pattern over the years of being unloved and turning to alcohol or turning to something else just like that, a substance to, to, to ease the pain. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. This is not the sentimental stuff, right? This is not the bumper sticker stuff. This is not the social media post, right? This is not saying, okay, I'm gonna stop going to alcohol in order to love. And no one's gonna talk about that. You know what else they're not gonna talk about? What else Paul talks about here? Look what he says in verse 13. He says, uh, behave properly, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality. Now, since it's Father's Day, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk to men. You can think about men. It's common for men to be so caught up in sexual morality and pornography that it's hard for men to love because they're just in sexual morality. But let, let's, let's think about this. Men can try to love, try to move toward their wife or healthy relationships, get hurt, and then turn to pornography and sexual morality. So however you look at it, isn't this a great talk on love, isn't it? Because this is stuff we don't talk about. This is stuff we don't talk about. Sexual morality can keep you from loving. And sometimes, men, we move out to love and it's unrequired to love. And then we turn to sexual morality and pornography, right? Either way, it's gonna keep you from loving people, loving your spouse. So what's the alternative? Clothe yourselves in the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Clothe yourself in the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. So if you move to your wife, you're gonna be sacrificial, you're gonna be loving, and, and it's not reciprocated. Uh, you feel like you're being unloved. Clothe yourself in the Lord Jesus Christ. Clothe yourself in the Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh. And lastly, tops off here in verse 13 at the end, and it says, not in strife and in jealousy. Now, it's obvious that arguing and petty jealousies can keep us from loving, but sometimes the arguing can be a result of trying to love others and not being loved back. And you, you see this maybe with your kids. You, you try to love your kids. They don't love you back. And then you start arguing with them. And you start fighting with them. 
because they're not loving you back. The same way that you feel like that you are giving, they're not giving back. And so you're thinking, okay, well, what's the other alternative? Once again, clothe yourself in the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. And yes, arguing and strife and jealousy is making provision for the flesh. Are we really going to be those who move others toward them in love or turn to other things, fleshly things, to pull off? So my brothers and sisters, this is, Paul's serious. The word of God is serious. Love is an ongoing payment. We never get to a point where we say, hey, I've loved you for the last 25 years, 29 years, 45 years, 50 years. Isn't that enough? And the answer is no, it's not enough. It's an ongoing payment. It is loving without exit strategy. And you may say, who, who does that? Your heavenly father does that. And he loves you that way in Jesus. And he knows you're going through hard times. He knows it's hard to love. And yet he continues to press on and love. And daily says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, make no provision for the flesh. And once again, I feel like those who are having difficulty loving this morning can feel this in their gut like a story of a man that I once read. I think he was living in Illinois and he was uh, married to a woman for, for many years. And then his wife had a breakdown, fell into mild schizophrenia. And eventually she received an inheritance and then she left him. And she moved out of state to Michigan. And every six weeks he would make the trip to Michigan to help her around the house, do some, do some housework. And while he was there, she would belittle him, disparage him, make fun of him. She would, she'd hint at, you know, an affair. She was just treated him horribly. And people in his life, pastors in his life say, you have justification to no longer be with her. I mean, it's clearly she's committed adultery. Clearly she treats you like trash. Adultery's happened. You don't have to be with her anymore. And, and this, is, this is what the, the, the man said. He said, when I said for better or for worse, that included mental illness and meanness. I've got to play out the hand that the Lord has given me. And there may be a situation where it's not as extreme for you, but you really have a difficult person that you need to love. You may live with them now. They may be one of your kids, somebody in church. And you need to say, okay, I realize this is uneven. It's unbalanced. We could even say it's unfair. But that's the way your father loves you. And I want to say to you this morning, and I think this is important for you to hear for those of you in that situation, your father is encouraged by your perseverance and love. Your father in heaven commends you for continuing to love even when it's difficult. Your father in heaven continues to love you, continues to give you power and affirms you in your perseverance. And maybe someone has never told you that in a long time or if ever, you're doing a good job. Keep going. Keep persevering, keep loving, don't bail.
keep going. Keep loving without an exit strategy. Keep this ongoing payment of love going as your heavenly father has loved you. Let's pray. Lord, I I do pray for the the men and women here today who find themselves in a difficult situation. Even even maybe someone in church or someone in their household or in their neighborhood that just gets just getting getting tiring. Let them know that you are encouraged and you're affirming their perseverance and love. And let that, that man or woman who feels all alone, let them know that you love them. You love them even today. Your love is ongoing. It's continually, it never, it never gives up. It never runs out. It goes on and on and on. And I just ask, Lord, that, that today that you would help us to realize that maybe things won't get better. Maybe love will continue to be uneven, unbalanced, even not fair. Lord, help us to imitate you and your love toward us by moving toward others, whether that is a son or a daughter or a husband or a wife. Help us to continue to move toward others and not run away. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. It was preached recently at Village Bible Church. You can hear this message or let others know about it by visiting our website at vbchsv.org or call us at 922-0404. Meanwhile, have a blessed day as you walk along the way, guided by God's Word.